Hi, this is Dave from Hell in the Club, and you are listening to Stephen Michael on the Growing Up Rock podcast. So now crank up some Hell in the Club. Welcome to the Growing Up Rock Podcast. Thank you so much, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing well. So, Dave, we like to start with a lot of our first-time guests kind of at the beginning. So, what was it for you that first got you interested in singing? You know, actually, when I was a kid, I was like seven, something like that. And my older brother uh, used to, you know, to bring home all these cassettes by... You know, bands like Maiden, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and so on. And, you know, I immediately fell in love with this kind of music. And I remember that, you know, when I was, yeah, seven or eight or something like that, I, I used to, to make impressions of Axl Rose. <laughs> and, you know, that was my very first experience in singing, even if it was for fun. But, you know, I don't know, something may may have clicked in me. And, and uh, later on, when I was like 15, 16... I started playing guitar, electric guitar, and then I, I entered this band that we made. You know, it was a cover band. Uh, we used to to play uh, classics songs by Metallica, Megadeth, Maiden, and so on. And and I entered as a guitarist, but we didn't have a, a singer. And we searched and searched and searched and never found a singer. So I said, "Well, I can try," and that's how it started. You know, I I started with that cover band, and I I felt you know it was cool and it grew up as a passion even if i you know i didn't never thought that i i would be a singer at all but then yeah and you know one thing after another and here i am right yeah so you studied classical guitar and you played guitar did you become really good at that or did you kind of put that aside at some point well i studied classical guitar when i was a small boy when i was a kid yeah and of course, well, yeah, when I was 15, I, I, I studied electric guitar. I think, yeah, I, I was reaching a good point. 
And I think I would make a very good rhythm guitarist. I've never learned, you know, the kind of solo things and, uh, you know, like guitar hero things. Right. Or, no, that that's not for me. But yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm good. Uh, I'm a good rhythm guitarist, you know. And and when I I write songs, I always play my guitar. So even if I'm not doing it on stage, I you know I still play it. Yeah, you can play it professionally enough to write songs on it and uh, share that with the rest of the band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I know that you were into Guns N' Roses, as you mentioned, Kiss, Motley Crue, bands like that. Were there maybe some other, maybe not so well-known bands that you enjoyed at the same time? Well, you know, at the time, it was like listening to uh, tons of bands in in that genre, you know, in hard rock and glam metal. I remember listening to, uh, I know, for example, Faster Pussycat. Right. Pretty Boy Floyd, which are bands that are maybe not so you know mainstream when you think of this kind of music, sure. Or you know Firehouse and all these bands that were really cool. Uh, I don't know if they're um, Danger Danger. I really loved them. Uh, you know they're a well-known band, but maybe you know it was at the time they were a little bit more underground, especially here in Italy. Here in Italy, we had these TV channels that were broadcasting all the time. Def Leppard. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, and the big bands, but all these s- smaller bands were kind of research through me and my brother. You know, it was uh, you know great days. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So you're part of the power metal band Elvin King, and of course Hell in a Club. These are two severely different bands. Yeah. What do you get creatively out of both of these bands? Well, you know, it's, um, as you say, uh, they're severely different. And, um, you know, it's like opening a different door inside of me, you know, when I approach Hell in the Club or Elvin King, you know. With Elvin King, it, it all started because, you know, when I joined them, I really was into that kind of music that was already an evolution, I think, of what was hard rock and heavy metal in the 80s. So in those days, it was like the mid-90s, the power metal bands were coming up, and it was, I think, a natural evolution of, of metal. And Elven King was born in those years. And so what made me you know, join Elven King and start singing and writing songs for them is something. While what made me start playing Hell in the Club is just, totally another thing it's passion for this kind of music that made me start and 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 it was when i was a kid so there are kind of two different fires right that lit uh in two different uh situations and 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 time you know it's always me but it's like a different part of me that's just thinking on you know when the two bands yeah i think i got that i think i understood what you were saying basically hell in the club is the music that you were passionate about when you were young and growing up whereas elvin king was more where the metal music was kind of transitioning to at that period of time when it was formed yeah, exactly. And and with Elvin King, I have also, you know, with Elvin Club, it's it's like it's straight and, uh, you know, no strings attached, right. rock and roll, and that's it, you know, right. basically, not not just practically like this all the time. But, you know, yeah, the, the concept behind the, the band is that. But with Elvin King, I also have the chance to explore, um, you know, all the kind of things that I really love in music that are, you know, darker, maybe more theatrical, you know, a different meaning also lyrically. And uh, so, yeah, they're they're two totally different things. I mean, basically, 
you're into singers like Axl Rose or a Freddie Mercury or somebody like that, but then you're yeah. also into guys like Rob Zombie and horror movies and books and things such as that. So Exactly, exactly, yeah. You're right. Completely understand that. So first of all, uh, let me tell you, happy belated birthday. Your birthday was shortly after mine. Thank you very much, man. Happy birthday also to you then. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Uh, How does Hell in the Club go about writing songs? What is the band's process? Well, you know, actually, we, me and the guys live in two different areas of Italy. Uh, I live in the northeast and they live in the northwest part of Italy. So it's um, not always that easy to, you know, meet and, and, and rehearse and just write songs together. We do arrange that sometimes, but it's not that often. So, sure. yeah, basically we share ideas and songs uh, via email. Mm-hmm. You know, we just record them on our PC and, uh, we have, you know, all the instrumentation to do that. And uh, we just, yeah, share the music. And basically this is how we, we work yeah you know we come up with kind of like half a song and we share it and we just you know have a discussion on it and we say oh it's good it's not good let's try some vocal melodies on it or whatever and it's uh yeah a complete uh, you know a full discussion that goes on throughout all the the songwriting process through you know now cell phones or whatever you know do you start with a melody a guitar riff or a lyric idea how does it start for you personally well, you know, we work in a total different way, me and the other guys, because I think that, you know, unless I have a strong riff on my guitar or, you know, a strong idea uh, that is not linked to the vocal melodies, then okay. But I think that the songs should deeply be driven by the vocal melodies. So when you write a, a chorus, you just can't play chords and then come up with a with a good melody on the chords, you know, yep. just force it. And I think that, yeah, the melody is is uh, what drives the song. But the guys on the other side, they write the music. They okay. just write music. And maybe they have a slight idea of what the vocals are going to do. But then I have to come up with some vocal melodies. And sometimes it's very hard because it's not the way I conceive music usually. So sometimes we have this argument and I say, oh, guys, what the fuck should I do here? You know, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, things have worked out in the end. I mean, in, in the latest album here in Hell of Fame, for example, I was so into the um, recordings of the latest Elder King album while the guys were starting the, the songwriting session for the new Hell in the Club album. Yeah. And I was like, guys, I don't have time here to, you know, think and rethink, you know, time and time again of the vocal melodies. You have to help me here. And this is the first time where there are some songs where vocal melodies are from Andy, the bass player, for example. Okay. Uh, he's one of the main songwriters together with me. And uh, this time he also came up with the vocal melodies and, and they're they're good. So, you know, next time they're they're going to do the job. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> that sounds like a little bit of early singer's disease there. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have all the symptoms, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So you're you're into comic books, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It bleeds over into your music with songs like Joker off the new album, and then mm-hmm. songs going back to the last album like Swing Like Peter Parker. I mean, that's an obvious influence that creeps into your lyrics. Is it just something that pops up or something that you pursue on purpose? 
Well, talking about, like, for example, a swing like Peter Parker, it just popped up because I was thinking back to this idea when I was uh, at school. And um, they were asking us to uh, make a drawing. It was, you know, very early, early years in school. But I still remember that I was a, a kid and they asked us to represent liberty, freedom, you know, with the drawing. And uh, I was so into Spider-Man at the time, you know, the comics, I was really into that. And I, I just made this drawing of Spider-Man flying, you know, right. which for me was total freedom, you know. And I remember the teacher saying that, no, this is bullshit. This is not freedom. This is just a comic book. You shouldn't read these, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And <laughs> and then, you know, when I wrote this song, I, just, I was thinking about this. And I, and I, and I still think being Spider-Man is total freedom. So, well, what the fuck? Maybe I'm wrong, but I, <laughs> I just made the song. So it popped up. Right. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of, yeah, of comics and comic books like Marvel and some DC, Batman and then some you know graphic novels uh, italian comics as well so yeah really into it
very cool. The band Hell in the Club, musically, you guys really, I mean, I don't put the connection together with like Satan or Satanic or any of that kind of stuff, but image-wise, bands like yourself and even Hardcore Superstar, you guys have kind of some of this imagery that goes along with Satanic rock and roll. Do you see that or is it a conscious move or is it something, What what is it about that? Is there imagery or am I just seeing something that's not really there? No, we, we, we never thought about linking the band to any Satanic topic. Everything that the hellish topic came from very simple idea that Andy, who I can I can assure you is the the least satanic person you'll ever know on the, <laughs> on the face of the planet, <laughs> and uh, he wanted to, to you know to come up with a name for the band. The band didn't have a name at the time, very early days, and he came up with this. He was watching um, a match on uh, the the wrestling. Uh, it was a wrestling match. And there was this hell in the cell thing, you know. Right. And uh, I was just thinking, man, hell in the cell. Why not hell in the club? You know, where where a band plays. You know, there is this connection with the crowd, and everything is so great. And you know, there's happiness, and 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 uh, you know, and the passion of playing music, and and it's like you know, raising hell in a club, but it's nothing to do with Satan or you know, satanic themes. It's just having fun and this kind of a way to, to, to say to, you know, to raise hell, you know, you, you know what I mean? Right. Of course, you know, this led to many interpretation that we made with the cover artwork. Of course, hell in the club, we should put there a devil or a she devil or, right. you know, but, but it's always a very innocent image. It's, it's more linked to maybe our passion for horror movies and things like that. Absolutely not with, uh, you know, nothing to do with the satanic stuff also because we, we never talk about religion and we are not interested in talking about religion or any anything associated with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I like a lot of the album covers. I think the cover art is very cool on most of your albums. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, you know, it's always exciting when we come up with a new cover artwork. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So judging by your love for the album Crazy Nights, you're an 80s Kiss fan. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Do you dig any of the older stuff that the band puts out, or are you mainly an 80s Kiss fan? You know, when um, when I was a kid, I was totally into the 80s Kiss, but I didn't like the 70s Kiss. Right. I don't know why, actually, but because right now I really, you know, I, I it was like uh, 10 years ago that I started to re-listen to all the, the albums, and, you yep. know, I just love them all. Basically, I'm, I'm a, quite a big fan. Uh, of kiss right i love them in, in all their manifestations i would say even the late 70s that you know for some are not so good but i enjoy them i, I know they're a different thing that the early albums or the 80s but because i think that anyway their songwriting peak is in the 80s there's mm -hmm. no doubt about that for me also because they you know they worked with great songwriters like desmond child and so on so that's the I think the songwriting peak of the band is there, but I also love the seventies stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about the new record, Hell of Fame, which by the time people hear this interview, the album will have come out on September 4th, which actually is tomorrow as we record this. So uh, you got to be pretty excited about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, uh, it has been strange this time because the album was supposed to be released in April. 
or May, I don't, I don't remember now, but there was this, you know, of course, this lockdown of the yep. pandemic and so on. So we had to push it a little bit. And still, at least personally, I'm a little bit afraid of the fact that releasing the album now that we cannot tour, we cannot do any show. I don't know. Uh, it's a different uh, scenario right now, you know, to release an album. So I'm a bit I don't know. It's strange, but of course we are excited. You know, we're yeah. we're happy about the album, and yeah, sure, we we can't wait for for it to be released, and that's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get where you're coming from, and uh, I think I also understand the position of record labels and that you can't hold on to it forever. Eventually, you got to let it go, and I think eventually, you know, you'll be able to tour for the record at some point. It just might not be till next year. Yeah. In fact, yeah, sure. The album's released, as we said, on September 4th. This is the fifth album for Hell in the Club, correct? Yeah, exactly. Fifth album. So how does this album differ from the four before it, or does it? Well, you know, yeah, it is a bit different than the previous. Since the beginning, you know, we had this, as I said, Hell in the Club is like when it was born in 2009. It was like playing this kind of music with no real uh, expectation, you know. It was just the fun of playing it for the passion because we became friends and it was like the kind of band you you you, you really wish to have when you're a kid, you know. It's like playing with friends, the music you love, and that's it, you know. No expectation. But, of course, then you... I think it's a natu- natural process to grow, you know, as a band. Also the songwriting and, and the arrangements. And, and I think that with the, the four previous albums, we, we made um, a natural growth. And I, and I think that if you listen to the discography in order, you, you can hear that, you know, that mm-hmm. there is a, we were getting a little bit, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word mature, but it's like growing a little bit and getting better album after album. And we reached the point with the previous album, See You on the Dark Side, where we really, I think we really expressed ourselves in the best way we could because we kind of played with things that uh, we never played with before. And and I think that uh, most of the bands in this kind of music, this genre, are not even thinking of, you know, thinking about. Like, for example, we used on uh, I Want to Swing Like Peter Parker, we were talking about it earlier, we used a real 30-piece swing orchestra. Right. And that was amazing for for me, you know. Or, or we made a song which was like, you know, made of uh, opera choirs and piano parts and orchestrations. And it was a little bit strange, maybe, for, for a rock band like ours. But it, it really was satisfying to, to do all these things and to, you know, grow, um, to make this uh, music become something more, you know, with a lot of arrangements and things. And also lyric-wise, it was you know, very complex, I think, if you compare it to first album, for example. With this new album, Hell of Fame, the guys were like, uh, the other guys was like saying, okay, we've made this great album with all these crazy things going on, but we miss the rough early days, and we'd like to make uh, more straight rock and roll fun songs, and that's it. And at first I was a little bit skeptical. I was a little bit, "Mm," you know, I really enjoyed doing all that, research and you know complexity that that was in in the in the previous album Mm -hmm. but yeah in in the end we made this more you know simpler thing and 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 i think that it it worked out i mean it's like getting back in touch with the with the early hell in the club and 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 you know i think it's cool still we we you can hear i think the, the the songwriting and the style as 
you know, it's like one step forward again, but it's more straight, a straight rock and roll this time. And, and I think it's, it's good. Yeah, it came out really good. I think my interpretation of it is I think it's great when a band branches out and they want to try new things and they want to grow, so to speak. I think that's all good. As long as they're able to keep their identity, it's my thought that with this new record, you guys did exactly that. I think the songs show growth in the actual songwriting process, but I don't think that you lost that heavy groove, sleaziness, rock and roll sound that is always, I mean, it's always been pretty consistent through all of the Hell in the Club records to me. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, I agree with you. It's good to uh, hear that from your perspective. Tell us about some of the songs on the record. A question I have is, what is Mr. Grouch about, or who is it about? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's funny, because, you know, we have, in this band, we have a member who is perfectly Mr. Grouch, and we wrote a song about, me, me and Andy wrote a song about him. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil this, but yeah, I have to say it. It's our guitar player, Pico. <laughs> yeah, you know, we always laugh about him. You know, he's, he's a sweetheart. You know, really, is a great guy. Yeah. But if you don't know him, uh, you go, man, this this guy is really 
tough, you know. Right. And and it was my impression, you know, when I when I first met him, I was shit. Who is this guy? But in the end, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. But yeah, we had fun writing a song about his grouchy side. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you familiar with? Uh... Uh, I have to ask because you're from Italy, so you're not from here, and I don't know how well known this stuff is. But are you familiar with "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch"? Oh, Grinch! Yeah, yeah, Mr. Grinch! Yeah, the, I mean, the, the Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, I love him. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's like a little bit. Like, he is like a little bit like the Grinch. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a great theme song. You can play that before he does his guitar solo or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, what do you think, if anything, will change about the live concert experience once this uh, whole pandemic thing is under control? Well, uh, I don't know. Actually, you know, we're trying to make a show at the end of September now um, here in Milan. It's going to be strange because uh, still here the laws are pretty strict about it. And um, the crowd is going to have to be seated and, uh, you know, with all the distances and the mask and so on. So it's going to be strange. We're going to make two different sets, you know, Mm -hmm. two different shows the same night. Yep. Uh, in order to you know to have the uh, change in in the crowd since they they cannot pack the club right and this is something that we will do for example with Elvin King like many many other bands now we have made a a live streaming that we will release soon mm-hmm. uh, in the studio so these are all things that we can do in the meantime right you know while we wait for all this to go away <laughs> some way you know I really hope we'll get back to a normal you know, a normal live activity yeah. because it's, I don't know if you go on, you know, so much like this, I don't know. Right. Yeah. You, you can't really change the experience because the experience is what it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. These are like uh, temporary things that we can do, but we have to go back to, to normal. Right. Of course, Italy was a hot spot for a long time early on in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really pretty hard. The lockdown here was pretty long, and uh, well, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Mm. Excellent. Well, so do you have any stories uh, for any of the songs on this new album? Is there a particular song that stands out for you that you're you're loving these days? Uh, one of the songs I enjoy the most, and I'm mostly attached to, is Nostalgia, because it's like love letter to the movies from the 80s. And it also starts with this keyboards with that has you know the, the typical sounds of the eighties, and we wanted to to make uh, you know a little jump in the past, and uh, it's you know one of the songs I enjoy the most of this album. Then I well you know also the we'll never leave the castle. I think it's a pretty good song, and 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 actually it was a song written the first and only song on, on this album by the new drummer. Okay. That, uh, you may know that, yeah, we, we were joined by a new drummer, Mark, on mm. this album. And, uh, you know, it just came up. I have this song, guys. If you if you want, we can use it. And we fell in love with it. Just worked a little bit on the vocal melodies and wrote the lyrics. And, and I think it turned out a really good song. And Frontiers Records, uh, when, you know, they listened to it, they, okay, this is the video, guys. No doubt about it. <laughs> and, uh it's cool, you know, sometimes you add a new member and, you, you know, things happen. It also happened with the previous album, the, the you know, Langs, the other drummer we right. had before, Mark. Uh, he came up with this great tune that was Houston, We Got No Money. 
out of the blue like that. And yo, right. man, you and, can write good songs. <laughs> and besides that, whoever thought a drummer could write good songs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, oh, yeah, true, true. And yeah, but, you know, Mark is, is a great guy when, when it comes to, to, to write. Because we know him, you know, for yeah. a lifetime. He's been drummer of many bands and he also, he's also the drummer from for Secret Sphere. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we know that he's a great musician, you know. And I kid, I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail from drummers. I always like to kid drummers because nobody gives drummers <laughs> respect, you know. <laughs> true but you know these are the first drummers i know in my entire life that wrote good songs so it was a point <laughs> yeah absolutely and and we'll never leave the castle i think is a really fantastic song i think it's a well-written kind of almost pop metal melodic rock tune really really great single to release first and of course nostalgia as you uh mentioned that's the latest video if i'm not mistaken yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Dave, well, I appreciate your time. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Once again, the album is Hell of Fame, and it is released. So go out there and support Hell in a Club and pick up this record. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.